Welcome back to Entry Level. Hi, Lexi. Hey, Victoria. Oh, <laughs> hey, Victoria. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, well, today is first day of daylight savings, um, so mentally and physically adjusting a bit, but we're making yeah. it. Um, but other than that, it's good. The sun is shining. The sun is actually, yeah, still shining at its No, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I was running errands before this and I was like, not the sun still being out. Like, and people are really out and about too. Like they're happy that the sun is out. So no, I feel like I might, this might, uh, encourage me to develop like a nighttime routine for real. Cause I don't want no, to was, like start it at 5 30. I literally thinking that when I was out today, I was like, wait, I don't want to get in the bed as soon as I get off of work today. So I was like, yeah, that seasonal depression isn't hitting anymore. You know, no, something it's for real in the air. It's for real in the yeah, air. But in addition to the sun being out, the birds chirping, I feel like that's a sign of what we have coming for today. No. Yeah, no, that's a great little intro. Um, again, we still don't have video equipped into our podcast yet. Coming soon, coming soon. Um, but if we did have video, you would see that we have guests with us today, which yeah. is really exciting and like extremely, extremely overdue. Um, so on the call with us today, we have the co-hosts of Taipei Black Girls, Faith and Danasia. Um, they're actually some of our first, well, at least my first internet friends when I was thinking about it. I was like, we met each other on Instagram, kind of like very similar podcasts, very like similar niche. Um, and it's also pretty overdue that we have them on the show. Faith and Danasia, do you guys want to give like the quick intro on who you are and a little bit more about Taipei Black Girls? Yay! Yeah. I was just doing, like, sound effects and add a little something (laughs) um faith you want to introduce yourself first yeah no for sure hey y'all um i'm a business analyst that works at cisco i work in supply chain um i was born and raised in arizona i didn't have enough common sense to go out of state so and you know scholarships really helped so um i ended up going to arizona state i was software engineer initially but Math and me don't work really well. So I ended up switching over to the School of Business and graduating. And now I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Soon I will be moving. Uh, yeah, that's just about me. And for fun, I like to take naps. So what about you, Danasia? <laughs> um, hi, everyone. My name is Danasia. Um, like Faith, I was a PWI girly. Rough time. Um, yeah. I went to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and I majored in accounting with a minor in entrepreneurship. Um, I now work for L'Oreal in the Big Apple. So I just moved to New York in September of last year. And um, yeah, also very new to corporate life and being a big girl for the first time. Um, but I do love all things beauty and fashion and everything in that realm. So like this type of lifestyle and working for L'Oreal fits for me. And I say in my free time, mm, I'm trying to figure out my hobbies. Honestly, that's, that's really where I'm at this year is figuring out what works best for Danasia. So I'm gonna get back with y'all on that one. No, I I definitely feel that. I was going to say, it's so real, like trying to develop hobbies as an adult, especially on your own time and your own dime. Like it's not as easy as it was when I was a kid. Mm. Because who's paying for the gymnastics lessons? Not I. Not I. I. (laughs) Credit card maxed. (laughs) don't get me started on it but a little bit of background on our podcast um we're type a black girls we are a podcast started by black girls for black girls um really focused on all things life being corporate girlies after college relationships friendships all the above we're pretty much a lifestyle podcast and um we just wanted to start it just to create a black female empowerment community, honestly, so that way other girls going through similar situations than us can relate and um, connect with us. So we just hit our one year um, in February. So we're a year in the game and yeah, it feels good. Really good. We were consistent to get to a year because season one is basically like undergrad. Season two is trying to graduate. Season three is trying to figure out what it looks like after undergrad and moving and things like that and getting that money up and or may or may not be getting that money up and bills and things like that and season and then season four we're settled we're good it's our first year in corporate and we've really had a lot of eras in our seasons like each season is a different era so this next season will be like almost season corporate girlies like almost about to hit our year season five will be so i'm very excited but right now we're off season so yeah that's basically yeah. a much needed break because every season is a different version of of us, honestly. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I know that we have been obsessed with you guys since you first started following us. It's also really funny because you guys started in February and we started in January. So like our one years are pretty close together. Mm -hmm. Um, We just like were so not aware when it was our one year. We wanted to do something like really fun. And then it was like, oh, it kind of already passed. And we had already (laughs) had our stuff planned out. So maybe for year two, we'll do something like really fun. But no, I, I love that your guys is like, pretty structured. I feel like Lexi and I kind of go with the ebbs and flows of life and like what's going on in our lives when we are picking out episodes. The, it's basically like a second job. Mm-hmm. Like after you work nine hours or maybe 10 or maybe 14, you got to film. It's definitely been a time being podcasters and figuring out by ourselves. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people like really don't discuss like how much work actually goes into it. I think people think that you get a mic you sit down, you record, and that's it. I mean, I know when me and Lexi were first starting, like, that's what I thought. And then it got down to, okay, how are we going to actually record together? What does it look like? What platform do we use? How do we edit? Our yeah. first episode was horrible audio. We had to re-record it. At least it. four times. <laughs> we At least four times. recorded it four times. Like, we were, by the time we re-recorded it the third time, we were, like, I was memorizing everything I had said. No, it was it was so, like, like physically painful. I was like, I cannot keep laughing at the same so, joke. Yeah, it was funny like, the first time, but like... And, and I was like, it really hit the first time, but like it's not hitting whenever I try to do it again. So yeah. like we have definitely been there. But thanks for introing. If you haven't already checked them out, go check them out after this episode. Um, but then um, I know that you guys typically in your episodes do a rosebud thorn for your intro. So do you guys want to explain what that is and then kick us off? No, absolutely. So, Rosebud is going to something we introduce um, our date, well, our episodes on. Um, we are big structure girlies. And honestly, when we were first starting, I was like, let's do a SWOT analysis. And then it was like, what if we did a Rosebud and Thorn? And I was like, sure, I don't know what that is. Um, and we'll get into kind of what DECA is and things like that when we when we um, continue the story. But basically, Rosebud and Thorn is something good that happened in your day is your rose. Bud is something that you're looking forward to in your week. And Thorn is something bad that happened in your week. Um, so, Dineja, you want to go ahead and start? Yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, it's crazy because I literally was the one who was like, let's do this. And every episode, I'm like, what is my rosebud thorn? I have no clue what it is. D- don't even know what day it is. Um, but I would say I would say my rose is that since it is daylight savings is, is finally coming to an end and it's getting sunny outside, my mood really shifts depending on the weather. If it's gloomy outside, I'm depressed all day. right actually so the fact that it's sunny outside i feel like i'm being a like more productive person this morning i also worked out in the morning for the first time which is crazy hey am workout girlies big welcome to the club (laughs) usually i'm a evening girl because Mm -hmm. it takes so much out of me that like i'm exhausted for the rest of the day so now i've just been pooped and i'm like Maybe I need to go back through it in the evenings. Regardless, as long as I win. You know what I'm saying? We, a win is a win. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's my that's my rose. Um, my butt that I'm looking forward to um going to Raleigh to visit my co-host. Hello. Yeah. yeah that's fun. Okay, and we're gonna see Drake. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, that lineup is actually so good. And so I'm just excited for like a summer of good music. That's mm-hmm. my that's my butt for sure. Um I would say my thorn is that um, my apartment complex is acting funny again. If you mm. are a podcast, this is a weekly thing. Yeah. Um, but basically, they're they're trying to install a washing machine in my apartment. And it's while I'm not there. And it's something about people just being in my house when I'm not there just don't sit right with me. And they're like, yeah. well, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to take anything. First of all, I never said that. So why would you say that? You're thinking it. You're thinking it. You're already thinking it, right? So I don't like that. And I'm just trying to coordinate a time where I can like basically work from home and have them in here while they're installing it because it takes a while. Um, but just the fact that they mentioned they wouldn't take anything just really didn't sit right with me. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that one. I don't know. If you guys follow us on our Instagram page, maybe I can give an update on if they took anything because I was really stressed <laughs> out by that. And this isn't the first time they've been in my apartment doing stuff. So that part. Uh, yeah, that's my thorn. <laughs> oh, that's that's sick. Okay, so my RBT, um, my rose. I'm I'm in Arizona, so my hometown, and I'm just so happy that I I'm a very structured girly. So I'm like, okay, Friday I'm seeing this friend, Saturday I'm seeing this friend member, like that whole thing. So that's been going pretty smoothly, and I'm going to my su- favorite sushi spot tonight. Like 
I don't know what it is. I don't like none of that raw sushi. Like, give me something fried with some crab mix in it. You know, that's me. And I have this really good edamame. It's called Gognum Sushi in, in Arizona. I don't really like to coming back to my hometown unless it's for my friends or family. But this place, oh my gosh, I love it so much. So we're going. I'm going there right after this podcast, actually. Um, and then my bud, I just, I don't know. I just feel like once you collab in whatever space you're in, like I feel like that's another notch in your career, like your career. And for us, it's podcasting. Like for us to even be collabing with really any other podcaster i'm like oh this is real like we are going to be in a whole nother person or whole nother um podcast instagram like this is real so i don't know i'm just i love talking if you guys couldn't guess so it's just so cool to like see something that i really love and it's really effortless come out and like people are like oh like you want to come on and can we do trade for trade like i i genuinely do love that so my butt is looking because I, I listen entry level religiously the, the every other week thing i'd be like dang like come on like i want some more like can i get some you're more? not like, the first person to tell us we're that. stepping it up we're stepping we're, it up we're, trying, we're, trying, we're really trying to get on a consistent schedule yeah you guys have i was like okay i like this I like, I like the shower in the morning like that so i'm just i'm just really really happy because i've been telling denaja about entry level and she's like okay like sure like i don't know so um and my thorn um my little brother turned 13. That's why I came down here. Turns out his love language is quality time, but he doesn't actually like to talk to me in that quality time. So he'll literally just be watching, doing like beasts and dragon games on his phone. And I'm like, I love you. I miss you so much. And he's like, same. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Do not piss me off right now. I just spent $300 to come cross country for your birthday to surprise you. Talk about some same. So I'm like, okay, I think it's like a learning, like just a growing pain, but it's like, dang, when I have kids, I don't want them to be teenagers. So that is my thorn. What about you, Lexi? Okay. So I don't want to steal anything that you had said, but Typically, I think I would have said that like us collabing and like doing this together would definitely be a rose just because it's like, again, something we've been manifesting, something we've been talking about. And it's like, hey, we're here and we're doing it. Yeah. Um, but my own thoughts, too. Um, I think like work has just been going really well for me. Um, I I want to say recently, but I guess it was in October. So I don't know, a few months six months, I don't know, um, kind of transition into a new role. So I'm still with my same company. Um, I still have like pretty similar day-to-day responsibilities, but I'm working with different people. Like my bigger projects that I'm working on are like pretty different than what I've done in the past. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm finally getting recognized for like the work I've been doing, um, which is really validating. Not that you need validation from other people, but again, like when you're in a corporate setting, like like, sorry, the, the, that's, what's going to get me a raise. You know what I mean? Like that's what's going on my review, like that type of feedback. Um, and so we've just been prepping for like a really big industry event that's coming up next month. Um, and I've been taking lead on a lot of those nice. like deliverables and projects. Um, so yeah, it's just been fun. Like working every day isn't fun, but you know, getting a little pat on the back is always good. Yeah. Um, my bud is that I'm actually traveling out of the country next week. Well, actually, by the time this episode goes up, I'll be there for a couple of days. Um, but I'm taking my first like international trip for fun. I was forced by the government to live overseas for a few years, so I feel like that doesn't for real count. But I'm visiting my best friend. Um, we actually met when we lived in Japan together, and I haven't seen her for like a year and a half. But she is doing grad school in London right now, so I'll be flying out for like a week and a half. We'll be spending some days in London. We'll be spending some days in Barcelona, living out Little Cheetah Girls 2 dreams. So that's really, really exciting. Um, and I think my thorn is that my tax appointment is this weekend. Now... Do I know how taxes work? Still not really. All I know is that last year I owed money, which was very humbling. Oh. Mr. Alexander, my tax pro at H&R Block, explained to me why I owed money. And I think he's told me, like, hey, Lexi, if you don't want this to happen again next year, like, this is what you have to do. And I have to say I don't have any vivid memories of me, like, actually taking any of the steps that he recommended. So I don't know how that's going to work out, um, but just overall, my bank account and all of that is my thorn, especially after this tax appointment will be a thorn, but I'm manifesting that I might get a return. So there's that. Nice. Love that for you. Um, okay. I guess to round us all out. Also, I 
didn't want to echo Lexi and do the same thing either. But this is actually like, I would say my rose Lexi knows at the beginning of the year when we were going through like our goals, like our personal ones and the ones for the podcast, I think we just really both came to the conclusion that we just wanted to go all in and like give it our all full force. And I like had a number of like goals and people that I wanted to reach out to. And I wanted us to do our first like podcast swap and collab. So the fact that you guys are open to doing it. And I feel like we just honestly are kind of on the same wavelength when it comes to content vibes, like everything. And I think, I don't know. I'm just really excited for it. Um, like Faith said, I think it feels really serious now. I think at first it was just kind of fun, kind of quirky that we had a podcast, but now I'm like, no, this is what we're doing. We're being serious. We're doing events. Like we got merch. Like it's, it's a real thing. Um, about to get an LLC so we can write some of the stuff off, but I don't know. For real. Bro. I'll take that <laughs> to my tax appointment. Like, I'm taking it to my tax appointment. <laughs> like literally y'all like this stuff is expensive. Like we're getting new mics. That's also expensive. So, um, definitely a rose. Um, and then my bud, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like my bud and my thorn are also kind of the same, which makes no sense. But my bud would be that like Lexi, I'm also about to be traveling. She's going to London. I am probably going to go to Chicago in Scottsdale. I know for a fact I'm going to Scottsdale with my family. And for everyone who's a real OG, you know that me and Lexi went last year when I was feeling really burnt out and like just couldn't do it anymore and was like literally about to quit my job. Um, we went to Scottsdale and that was like my favorite trip ever because it was so last minute. Um, and we're obsessed with it now, but I'm going with my family this time. So it'll be nice because I won't be paying for anything. But on the flip side of that for the thorn, I am very much so used to my family and my parents paying for everything when it comes to a vacation and a trip. I think the last time I went on a trip with my family was for graduation and our grad trip like was our grad gift. We went to St. Thomas mm-hmm. and you know, I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, like she paid her for everything there. My mom was like, Oh, let's go to Scottsdale. I'm thinking, okay, like when are we booking the flights? Like, sure. I'll put it on my card. I want the, I want the points. I, I have the gold status as everyone who listened to the last episode knows. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I can get us, you know, group four boarding. Like I'll get y'all the extra bag, whatever. My mom texted me and said, okay, yeah, I'll send you the money tomorrow to get my ticket. And I said, my ticket? My ticket as in your ticket, but, like, you didn't say both of our tickets. Sounding a little singular. No, like, very singular. (laughs) And I I looked up the prices, and I was like, I don't want to put that on my credit card. Like, Lexi, my bank account is not looking cute right now. Um, When I was on the phone with my mom this morning, the conversation went from, oh, let's book the flights to, oh, how much money do you have in your bank account? How much money is on your credit card bill? No, because she she follows she follows our Instagram and she's like, oh, I saw your little in-out list. Like, and I saw that you said credit card debt was out. Like, how much do you have on your credit card? I said, <laughs> we don't need to, we don't need to get into that. Like, I, said, I literally said, um, I will, I have to talk to you like in five minutes. Like I said, I'll call you back. Um, so that's definitely my thorn. I'm not trying to buy um, that flight to Arizona, but I guess we will. But yeah, that's my, my RBT. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> crazy no. no like i literally like my mouth dropped like i said oh like okay no. my mom I said that 400 dollars is me it's not the only one my mom be snooping and she'll listen to maybe one episode it just happens to be the one right air my business out and she's like right <laughs> no like literally and it's the way that she said okay like i haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast yet but i saw your instagram post i said okay you can't be commenting on stuff that you don't even listen to the context but yeah so good things and bad things for sure but that was fun i actually really liked that we might have to steal it yeah i was gonna say it might be like a a regular on our episodes too so thanks for the inspo girls know that we kind of touched on this to begin but um know that you guys are living in separate cities um being friends and both running a business i think that that's two really different things and both are hard to do and to manage especially when you're starting out your career and you're figuring out what your work-life balance is at that point. So I would love to honestly, one, get a background on like how you guys met, how you ended up in your new cities, and then we can just like go from there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to start it off and I can just put yeah. some stuff in? Okay. Yeah, I'm literally going back. Like I'm, I have like a record player in my head. I'm like going back to day one. Um, no, we we met through DECA. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know, unfortunately. Um, yeah. All them kids that were like very business oriented, wearing oversized blazers in school. Like, if you know, you know. Um, but basically, yeah. it was a business organization that we were part of in high school. 
Um, and both Faith and I were state officers for both of our states. So she was a state officer for Arizona and I was for Nevada. And um, every couple times a year, they would have like huge conferences where they get all the state officers together to like meet and network. I don't know what we, what was we networking about? We were in high school. There was giving out business cards. Like <laughs> It was insane. It was no stupid. No, yeah. it's crazy looking back. Um, but yeah, so we met because we were the only few black girls that were state officers in the nation. And one of our other mutual friends, Kelly, that's also been on our podcast and Paul as well. We were, it was a very few, few number of us that were actually black and that were like willing to network with other black kids in the organization. Yeah. So, um, we were taking pictures together. It was given mini HBCU within the organization. And, um, we, at the leadership conference, that's when we met in DC when we were 16 and 17. Cause we didn't, we didn't meet in person until Twitter. So we were Twitter friends before we were in person. So we were, so we were internet friends as well. So yeah, I would, gosh. she would DM me. I would always see here. I was like, Oh, you're going to the Washington conference. And she's like, say less. And I'm like, Oh, period. And yeah. it was so freaking fun because all of my state officers, well, the one that liked me anyway, would, would, was, was like, oh, we're going to see the nation. And like, yeah. And then all of the nation state officers, I, y'all had, y'all were smaller. Y'all were like five or seven, right? Yeah. We were a small group, but we were all best friends. So like when I heard that other teams were having beef, I was astounded because yes. I said, we were like locked in for real. Like we planned a reunion for five years down the line. That didn't happen. Not the DECA beef. No, I said not the DECA beef. That's literally what I was going to say. I was like, not in DECA. I mean, we had your book beef, but you know, anyway, <laughs> let me not talk. Let me not talk. Beef was running through <laughs> pictures. If you wasn't in that yearbook, yeah, somebody got something to say. But yeah. I, but yeah, DECA beef was crazy. Like, if anything, we had beef with other orgs like FBLA, yeah. you know, all them other ones. We don't oh, my God. We were in FBLA. FBLA. We did FBLA. We literally we replaced. We yeah, placed, no. like, in Louisiana. And we were yeah. so surprised because we, we did not try. Like, it was not a real thing. Yeah. I I placed, I placed, uh, I, I won first in one of my competitions and I was so shocked because I gave, I, that was my biggest finesse yet. I'm not going to hold you because I literally BS my way through the whole thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, we, we met in Washington DC and yeah, we were, we have a picture of us in front of the white house posing. Like it was such a fun trip and we were, we were sending each other like tweets. So we realized we have the same sense of humor and this is on the deck account at that. Like how, how were our TLs even funny if all we followed was deck of people? I don't know, but I say regardless, uh, we became Twitter friends and then we we didn't really we didn't really talk much throughout like the first year or so I'd say year or two I'd say of college but then we like somehow rekindled in the middle of COVID and we started doing like long distance uh like TV marathons so we we were watching shows like Money Heist um Behind Her Eyes what else did we watch moms like we watched a bunch of shows Insecure yeah. yeah. And we became, we literally would like share our screen on Netflix and sit there and just watch shows together. And that's how we became close in COVID. And then and the yeah. thing is like, I, if I told my boyfriend it was the Danasia night, he'd be like, okay, so that means I can gain. Because the thing is we would have those movie nights, but before that we would catch up. And like, I know you and you and Lexi, like be like picking each other every time something happens, me and Danasia. We will literally like be like, okay, and then we'll have our catch up calls and I'll be like two, three hours. So two, three hours of talking and then the insecure. And it depends how and this is during college. I don't know how we did it, but we like really prioritize this time to be like, this is for the nature. This is for faith. And I, I looked for I was like, okay, I could just talk to the nature tonight. All of my worries will be gone. Like it's going to be a grand time because I realized I'm the intrusive thoughts friend and the nature is the more so common sense friends like faith. You can't. Why? You know? <laughs> no, so, it was gonna be therapy dupe for sure. Cause we some things <laughs> I would well then again, I was a little unhinged at times too, so I really can't even say nothing. But it was just very much like we can't say that. And that's why when we got the podcast, it was very much like like we really had to work on both of our ends on like things that we would say because 
I would oh, be like, been there. I need to share more. And Faith would be like, oh, I need to maybe work on what I do share. So like we both kind of through the podcast learned about each other even more and like how we, how we are as people. And like, it really helps when the podcast came through because we had already basically been doing podcasts every two to three hour call we had when we would record, well, we wouldn't even record it, but we would just be like, this could have been recorded. Like we could have yeah. put this out to the public and it could have been an episode, you know, cause every talk we had was somehow themed around something so then yeah. from that we were like girl all these combos we have we might as well just press record on one of them and see how it goes and then that's how type a black girls was born and then yeah we like like faith said in the beginning i don't think we really knew how big it would have gotten or like what how much of a chunk of a of our lives it would have been initially and now it's turned into literally like a business and it's it's crazy because you don't realize it until you're you're in the thick of it. And yeah, like we're really investing a lot of our time into it. And it feels like, it feels like a part-time job, but in a job that we actually like. So, <laughs> you know, that's the good thing. So I guess, um, something that I'm curious about now too, because when we met up with Danasia for lunch in New York a few weeks ago, she, I think that's when I first realized like, oh, you guys have for real been like long distance friends forever, essentially. Or like, that's kind of like the origin story, which I think is so funny and just like so different from a lot of people. Um, but knowing that you guys both moved after college, what have like managing long distance friendships look like with other people? Cause I feel like it's kind of a different expectation when you start from like an in-person friendship, you know, you spend X amount of time together and now it's like you've graduated and you're going on to your own thing. Um, versus where y'all said like, you've kind of always had this version of like a long distance friendship. For me, I feel like a lot of my in-person friendships were in high school and college. And we actually just did a, a friendship and we ended up talking about friendship breakups. A lot of those friends I'm not friends with. So the small few that I do have that were like in Arizona and have been in, they're all somehow very low maintenance. And for me, I'm very high maintenance. But having low maintenance friends is so great because you're like, this is I don't really have to talk to you. unless like for me being so type a i literally have a google calendar thing at the end of every month have we talked to all of my seven or nine friends and if i didn't i'll be like hey girl we need to have a catch-up call sorry this week was this month was really really bad like i try to take it upon myself because i know everybody gets busy so and i used to feel some type of way when i was always the planner but that's just my role as a friend i'm the planner so they're not gonna feel no type of way if i don't talk to them for three months but i know i am so I need to take the initiative. Hey, let's talk. We have our two, three hours. Honestly, the key to having a good adult friendship that lasts is not assuming that they hate you. If they don't talk to you, just reach out. That's really what it is. And I love my little, my low maintenance friends. I only got about three or four of them, especially in Arizona, but I literally love having non type a friends. Oh, it's great. I really do enjoy it. Yeah. What about you moms? Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm a low maintenance friend through and through. Like I, I personally, I get in my own little world sometimes. So like day to day, I don't, I don't update my people on every single thing that's happened in my day and like my week. And then at the end of the week, I'll be like, huh, what are my highlights? And then I'll call and I'll be like, oh yeah, hey girl, this happened. And like, you know, it's never like, like a, a personal thing, I guess. And I, I guess I've always been used to that because all of my best friendships are all low maintenance like for example my, my best friend Peyton we we were low maintenance when we lived in the same town and we're like a 10 minute drive from each other we were low maintenance we, we we didn't have any classes besides our first year knowing each other together so we were very much like okay girl I'm gonna see you when I see you and when we did we would chop it up like we literally picked up yesterday so I would say the key to going from in-person friendship to um long distance which has been really hard with my college friends because um a lot of my line sisters, a lot of the people that I got really, really close with, I was seeing almost every single day or at least every week and not seeing them anymore was really, really rough. And we had to learn how to be long distance friends. And that really came with scheduling calls, um, really trying to send each other things like throughout the week or throughout the day or the month that remind each other of them just to be like, I'm at least I'm thinking of you because I realized like for them, like we're not used to that type of dynamic. So it does require a little bit more effort to be like, Oh, like, you know, I haven't forgot about you just because we're now on different sides of the country. It's just that life is life and, you know, and, um, we're also all in different stages of life. Like for me, I'm entry level, I'm working and, you know, 
in this adult lifestyle where some of my friends are still back in college. So it's like the time frames are different. The expectations are different. So like communicating that has been really important. And I would also say planning trips because I think it's, it's very outside of just planning calls. It's like, okay, I can hear your voice, but nothing beats like re reuniting with your friends. And I think that really makes all the difference. And if you can find friends that you can meet with, like, at least a couple times a year, it'll really do wonders for your friendship versus just like seeing them on FaceTime. It doesn't hit the same. So, mm-hmm. um, me visiting home, I think has also helped out a lot. Cause a lot of them are back in Vegas. So me visiting them has been really crucial. Cause it's like, I just get a lot of catch-ups all at once. So, <laughs> and I don't even call all the time. Like I'm not even a caller. So this has really tested me because usually I don't just pick up the phone and start calling people unless I'm like, drunk to be honest. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's really, it's been really helpful. I think having schedules too, like schedules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's good faith. I think for me, I'm very similar to you in the sense of like, not super type A, like I definitely don't like have a calendar reminder to catch up with everyone, but like, you know, I, I do like get in my own head sometimes. And I think that that was a really good point that you made about like knowing the type of friend that you are and not getting upset when one of your other friends like isn't that type of friend too. Cause I am very much so like one of the planner friends. And I think you can get really in your own head about like, well, I'm always texting them to do something or I'm always texting them to like catch up. Like, do they actually care? Like, and in reality, it's just like never that deep or never that serious. Sometimes it is, but also on the flip side, it's, it's good to remember that like, like Danasia said, like everyone's in their own stage of life right now and everyone's going through different things. It's like, okay, yeah, they could be meaning to text you, but it's like, they have a test that they're studying for. They're going through something right now and you're not at the back of their mind, but like just priorities shift whenever you're out of school, just because you, I think when that can the location of inconvenience is gone of like being right down the hall from someone like it really tests your friendship and um like whatever can withstand that I think is like really important to like know if that makes sense so it's like the friendships that are super low maintenance where it's like we don't have to catch up every single day to work but this is a good friend you know what I mean in the sense of like it's not a big deal when we can't catch up every single day yeah, yeah I know. I think it's funny that you say that too. And it's funny how you're like, oh, Faith, I feel like I kind of like connect with you on how you feel about friendships. Like everything Danesia was saying, I'm like, oh, this sounds like a lot of the stuff I shared on like the episode we had too. Um, and it's funny because, yeah, uh, even to Victoria's point, it's like, not that you don't have to try to keep up friendships when you're in school, but at least like in college, for me and my friend group, like we moved together. Like we had a routine where we're like, oh, every day these people have lunch at this time and we'll meet and we'll study together at this time. And -and so-and-so lives down the hall from this person. And so there wasn't, not to say that there wasn't work that went into those friendships, but they were so routine. Like we so were doing the same thing every day. Um, And so it's so different. Like when you graduate and then it's suddenly like, oh shoot, like we're not just all sitting at the library for four hours together every day anymore. And not that that is to say that the friendship isn't like, isn't worth something or doesn't mean anything, but it's just like a completely different landscape to kind of navigate. Um, and it's like before I didn't have to plan FaceTime calls because like I was with these people all day, every day. Um, and so I'd have a couple of those conversations after school too, because people come up to me and they'd be like, well, you haven't talked to me for a month. And I was like, oh, well, like, I just, I don't know if I had anything to say, you know, and not even in like a bad way, not that I didn't want to have a conversation. Um, but I really had to sit back and like, realize what my friends needed from me in order to like show that I still felt the same way I did, even though like I can go a couple of months and it'll be fine. The girl <laughs> I'm laughing, the girl I'm visiting in Europe, like I said, she's my best friend. Um, but we'll go like four or five months without talking. It's so funny. Like we're just kind of like a, a TikTok every kind of day. Like we'll send Instagram stories all the time. And then I'm like, Hey, I haven't seen you for a while. And it's like, yeah, let's plan an international trip. Um, so to that point too, it's just like, everybody's different and like every friendship needs something different, you know? But it doesn't make one better than the other. No. Yeah. Like for me, one of my friends and also having guy friends is also a little different. I've never had guy friends before. So I'm trying to navigate that like gay guy friends. Yes. But straight guy friends, they're very low maintenance. Like literally my friend, anytime he is under the influence, he will send me a voice memo. And that's him. like, I'm like, wow, you really remembered me. You send me a 10 minute long voice memo. And I'm like, wow, now that's friendship. Like that's his form of saying like, I love you. I miss you. This is a crazy thing that I'm thinking about or feeling right now. And I'm like, great, this is great. He sends me 50 TikToks. 
a month. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna let them build up. Like, it's like, I think Lexi, you said you kind of have to know what kind of friend you need to be for them. And then what kind of, what, how they, how they want you to show up for them as well. So that's also been a little bit hard trying to navigate. Like, what do you need to be my friend and vice versa? And honestly, the, the group I got, we're locked in for life. Like we, we got to be friends for life. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, if you're listening, hope you are. We're not breaking up. So because that friendship breakup rocked me and socked me. Okay, real bad. Oh yeah, that's a whole different, whole different combo. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. I I really feel what Letsy said about like some. You have to realize within yourself what you do and then what your friends need. Because for me, when you said sometimes I don't got nothing to say, that's literally me. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, like I just go about my life and I don't realize that like. My friend's like, we don't even know what's happening. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I didn't even realize that I was in my own little bubble. So it takes someone to like pop your bubble. It's like bring you back to reality. And then I realized like, oh yeah, like these are the, the top five highlights of what's been happening for the past month in my life. And sometimes it might be drastic, but like, I think sometimes, um, especially if you're not as like, I realize I'm, I'm type A, but I'm type B when it comes to like my own self and like the way that I interact with my friends sometimes. I'm very lats because everything else in my life is type a and very structured that with my friends i find like almost like comfort in having like a more low-key or like a more low maintenance type of relationship so like realizing that has really helped because it's like okay now i know how to approach my friend that's more type a because i know that she needs she needs structured updates she needs to know what's happening and she needs to have you know the trailer the movie and the, the after credits you right. know? so like i know how to the behind the scenes everything right the prequels you, like, you name it <laughs> so um yeah that's that's what i've learned especially with like long distance friends too um kind of shifting a little bit from there knowing that both of you guys moved to different cities after you graduated graduated would love to talk through like what that looked like and how you dealt with that if you had any homesickness that you dealt with how you made friends post-grad in a new city because I think that that's something that Lexi and I would love to talk about um but we just haven't experienced so it's like I don't want to give tips on something that I haven't experienced yet um but I think that it's super I I love people who like just go and start a whole new life post-grad and I like really applaud people who do it so would love to hear how that went how the journey was like kind of solidifying your new life in your new city yeah yeah this is I'm glad we're talking about this I know we kind of talked about this a little bit at lunch like what it's like to just like pick up and just throw your life in a new city and hope it works yeah (laughs) (laughs) so for me like I right after I graduated um I knew I interned with L'Oreal um the summer before senior year so I knew I was going to be moving so like I had time to mentally prepare but honestly nothing prepares you for moving to a new city that you know nobody in and moving to New York I knew I didn't know a soul. So it was very, very, very hard at first because it was a very lonely journey. Not to say I didn't have a support system, but it's like, I'm the only one going through this in the moment. So really the only person I got is me. And I think that like, you do learn a lot about yourself in that because I was my own best friend in a place where, you know, I didn't have someone I could just drive down the street, let alone drive, baby. I didn't even have a car walk down the street. Okay. Like very, very different lifestyle than what I was used to in Vegas. And New York is also a very lonely city where like, it can be very easy to become like a hermit crab and just stick to yourself because everyone's just on their own grind going, doing whatever they need to do. So I would say the way that I found friends is that, um, I just was, I didn't hold back on who I was. A lot of times when I came here, a lot of my people back home were like, Oh, don't be too nice. People out there are rude. You need to have your guard up. You need to not be so friendly because that you're going to look vulnerable. You're already a single black female out there. Don't put yourself in dangerous situations. I took that to heart to a certain extent, but you also need to put yourself out there if you want to make friends. So I just was my usual, like, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm already naturally a pretty bubbly person when I meet people in person. And I just had to turn that up by like a thousand. And like that kind of naturally attracted people that were more like me. And I met, um, one of my closest friends out here, Mia, she was very much the same situation as me. We had the same exact path. She also works at L'Oreal. And we were like, no, we're not going to be lonely in this city, girl. We're going to have a unit and we're going to make other friends. So we just started going out to bars, going out to parties, um, going to like HBCU games. I didn't even go to HBCU. Hey, I was there. 
like anything that was like, I could find people that were my age and in similar situations I went to and I sought out and that's how we made friends. And now like we have a solid, pretty solid group of people that like, if we want to go out, we know who to call. If we want to have brunch, we know who to call that type of thing. And it really helps. But the first time it was really scary because it was like, I could put myself out here to these people and they don't like me or they're like, Oh, we already kind of have our own established friend group. We don't really need you in here. And I think that's the, the scariest part too, is like people already have their established friend groups. So how do you kind of like weasel your way into one or like make your own? It's very hard without seeing like seeming like you're trying too hard or seeming like, Oh, I'm so lonely. I just want someone to hang out to hang out with. Um, so for me, honesty was the best policy. I would just tell people I moved here two weeks ago. I ain't got no friends. So what are we doing? <laughs> and they'd be like, Oh yeah, girl, let me show you around. And like, people are way nicer than I think you give them credit for. So if people mm-hmm. are rude to you, those are just, that's just a sign. They're not meant to be your friend, but I will tell you a lot of people I met, especially that were like native to New York. I thought they would be rude because of the stereotypes, but they were actually some of the nicest people I met and like really took me under their wing and like showed me around and yeah, so that that was my journey. What about you, Faith? Girl, um, well, I interned with Cisco, like um, the name L'Oreal in twenty twenty two, and so I no 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 twenty twenty one. Girl, the, the years mix up. Anyways, I ended up getting a return offer after many failed interviews, um, and I was so excited. They said I can live in San Jose. Way too expensive. Absolutely not. Austin, Texas. I knew nobody there. Raleigh. I knew one person that actually stays talking to me after my internship. And I was like, okay, I know one person there. Let's go there. I've always wanted to be East coast girly. Um, I, I probably will end up living back on the West coast, like to raise kids. So let me just have this one year of my like single life. Like I really wasn't single for that long after I started dating. Um, so I was like, let's just do it. Hated the long distance, a lot of tears, but it is what it is. So I ended up going to Raleigh. My mom moved me in. Like there was a lot, I ugly cried my mom left. Cause like me, my mom and my sisters have always been super, super close. And we don't, sh- we don't do emotions like regular family should. They're like, I'm gonna miss you. And I'm like, wow, dang. You know, like you really love me. You know, like my sister really is like emotionless. She gave me a hug for like six seconds. And I was like, dang. She is going to miss me. Like, this is big, you know? So that was really, really rough. Like, not only being by yourself with no friends, but being by yourself with no family. Like, we have always been tight-knit, like, you know? So that was really hard. A lot of tears. But, like, I was like, you know what? Like, let me go to the gym, meet a girl, meet people. Met a girl. She was cool. But it didn't really click. It was just like, this is fun. But I don't think, like, it's just good to know that I have somebody down the down the hallway, you know? And then, um, what did I end up doing then? So I think when you work in corporate, I think it's really easy to make friends if you have something called like an ERO. So like just employee research groups or something or whatever, ERGs or whatever. I signed up for everything. And there was this girl who answered a question that I had in in the chat. And I was like, Let's set up a one-on-one. That's my go-to for anything. Any new person, like, let's set up a one-on-one. Set up a one-on-one with her. She's like, girl, I live in Atlanta. And so she's like, girl, I'll be moving to Raleigh soon. And I'm like, girl, what apartment complex? Like, not to be weird, but where you living? She lived two minutes, maybe three, four minutes walking away from me. And I was like, perfect. This is great. But yeah, like, I met my, uh, basically all my friends through a group chat or through an ERO. So I feel like when you're in corporate, it's a little easier, but if you're moving just like alone, that's a little harder. I don't know about that one. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a very fun time. I've met my two closest friends, Indy and Winston, because of this group chat. And all of them are gonna meet Danasia, my friend, my boyfriend Lola, and my um friend Ali when they all come down. Girl, I am so excited because it's like eras meeting up. Good. I think that you both made really good points when it came to that. I think, Danasia, you did a really good job of explaining the fact that you kind of just have to be like, F it and like not care. Because the thing is, is like, I think 
in today's society and especially with COVID, we've all gotten so siloed in our own bubbles. And so we're always thinking like, oh, well, like, I don't want them to think that I'm weird or I don't want them to not like me. But no one knows that like you're trying to meet people unless you say something. Cause like, I know that I'm the type of person, like I go to the grocery store, I have my headphones in, like, I don't look, and I know that I have RBF. So like, I know that I don't look like approachable, but until someone comes up to me and asks me a question, I'm like, oh yeah, like it's right here. And it's like my personality like instantly changes so I feel like especially when you're trying to meet new people and again I'm not coming from the perspective of like moving to a new city but even trying to make my own new friends like post-grad that aren't really associated with where I went to school a lot of the times it's being vulnerable and honest and saying like hey like I'm just trying to meet new people and like hang out with new people and that's something that I've done I think honestly in the past year and I've fostered some new friendships that way and I think especially today, like so many people are in the same boat of like not knowing how to make friends. The amount of TikToks that I like see on my For You page or the amount of girls who start like walking clubs so people can in their 20s can meet each other. I think it really is just being honest and saying like, hey, this is where I'm at. Like, I think you're cool. Do you want to grab dinner? Do you want to get a coffee? And it's honestly as simple as that I think we're so afraid of rejection sometimes but it goes back to like what me and Lexi have said in multiple episodes like at the end of the day like nobody is checking for you nobody cares and if they say no like it's really not that big of a deal like you you say no it wasn't for you you keep pushing and you move on like and so I think that both of you guys did a really good job of like just being vulnerable saying like hey this is where I'm at and then you you came out on top of it like it's not it's not as scary as it looks I guess is what I was trying to really reiterate really quick to add on to that you mentioned like you can't be afraid of basically what other people are going to think I realized I had to stop judging myself through other people like why am I putting already these like yeah these preconceived notions like oh they're gonna think I'm weird they're gonna think I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just just this girl from the west coast that has no idea what she's doing that's true. I, I don't mm-hmm. you know, like I can't allow my own perception of myself to cloud what other people might think about me. And I'm putting these preconceived notions on them before I even open my mouth. And exactly. Like, I'm, I'm having these judgments about myself that I'm thinking they might think about me, but in reality, they probably didn't even notice me walk in, let alone me coming up to them. And they probably are not going to think about this too deeply afterwards. So like, don't put too much pressure on it. Cause it's probably not that deep to them. Honestly, that's good. Yeah, I think it's so real, that point, too, of just, like, this is something that we brought up, I think, in, like, our romanticizing our lives episode. Essentially, like, the words you put out there, like, that's what's going to happen. And so even to your point of, like, okay, I shouldn't be saying, like, well, what if they view me this way? Or, like, what if they think I'm too loud? Or what if they think I'm too quiet? Like, you just clogging your own head with those thoughts is probably going to impact, like, how you naturally act, which might influence, like, how people view you anyway. So it's, like, if you just go in thinking, like, this is who I am. And, like, if take it or leave it. Or if they like me, they like me. If they don't, they don't. Also back to Victoria's point too, like, let's say you do get rejected, quote unquote, like if that's the worst case scenario, then that's like not a bad worst case. (laughs) Like that's not a bad worst case scenario. You know what I mean? Like there's so many other people to meet. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's such a small, like such a small aspect of such a big thing. Like there are so many people out there, people going to like you for who you are. You just got to find them and they'll be looking to find you too. I think so. Correct. I was like, as long as my rent is paid and I'm at my job on Monday morning, life is good. You know, I can't, (laughs) I'll find friends eventually. Were there ever any moments where you just kind of like second guessed your choice to move or kind of like change your environment? Um, kind of looking through the lens of like, Hey, I'm leaving my friends behind, obviously not just friends, but like just aspects of, you know, what you've known for so long, just kind of like switching it up. Yeah. For me, love my family but like in college I didn't really see them very often for me it was like long distance like that really rocked me and socked me I didn't realize how much I wanted another person's presence like especially a person that like just calms me down because I'm a very anal person I'm working on it but you know just having somebody to say hello to when you walk in that is not a fun thing when you walk into your house and it's just whatever your house smells like. I don't have a couch. Like literally my house looks like a dance studio because I, I knew I wasn't going to stay there. So it's like walk into this empty house. Like I'm like, uh, food doesn't even taste the same. Like I miss my mom. I like when you're sick, 
I think that was my biggest point. Getting sick without having a mom that can drop off things or take care, that was just really freaking hard. And not that I regretted it because I moved out there for the money, you know, but I, 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 reg I regretted it to the point where on those off paydays, but when I got paid, I was like, all right, we good. Like, we good. I know I'm not going to live here for life. Like, all right, let's go, go ahead and get us some Thai food and watch a rom-com and we can just reset and be good. Yeah, I would say the moment, um, it, I, I would say I didn't regret it, but it did hit me that I was like alone out there. Um, so basically I had moved September 8th, I think. And my birthday is September 23rd, Libra gang. Y'all know what it is. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I was like, okay, I was there for a good two weeks. And I think I hadn't really processed it. I was just kind of, you know, when you keep yourself so busy that like you don't really have time to actually sit down and like sit with your emotions. That's what I was going through. And like I purposely was keeping myself busy because at that point, um, my dad had helped me move in for the first week. He was gone. Um, I was just now starting work. So I had that to distract me. I was worried about finding a place to live, moving boxes. Like there was a lot that was on my mind that I didn't have a time to really sit with the fact that I just left everything I know and love. And on my birthday, I remember that was the first time I ever spent a birthday alone. And I was just like, wow, like that was probably a very emotional day. And I remember, um, I was like, why did I do this? Like genuinely, like I could have probably stayed home found a job that paid the bills and like been around all my people. Like, why did I do this? And I knew why I knew the reasons why I had moved obviously, but it was just like, what was the reason? You know, like, why did I have to put myself through all of this to prove to what to myself to prove that I could do it? You know, like, what am I gaining out of this? And like 30 minutes after my line sister called, like FaceTime me out the blue and it was a whole room of her and like all of our friends and they all saying happy birthday to me. And I almost cried on that damn phone. And I'm not even really a big crier. Like, I've been kind of toughing it out. I was like, wow. Like, they were all in a room. They're like, happy birthday, Danasia. We miss you. And I was just like, wow. This is, like, it really reminded me that, like, regardless of where I am, my people got me. I got my people. I don't need to be physically around them to, like, validate our friendship and our relationships. And then shortly after that, things started looking up. And I remember that um, I was on my way to work in an Uber because I still hadn't gotten used to the whole walking thing yet. Still not, honestly. Walking everywhere is ghetto. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like it here. My whole body was aching for a good week. Oh I could not move. Like the walking, the walking stuff is, is quiet. Um, and I remember I was walking and I was like, I gave up because I got lost and I took an Uber. And I was literally about to cry because I thought I was going to be late to work and lose my job. It was never that deep, but you know, I, I'd be thinking to the extremes. And I remember I got into my Uber and usually the Uber drivers don't ever talk to you out here. Like they don't ever say nothing. You just get in, they take you where you need to go. They drop you off. But I always say good morning or like good afternoon. Cause I feel rude going to somebody's car and not saying nothing. So I said, hi, good morning. And I sat in the back of his car and he was like, wow, you're the first person that said good morning to me, like all month. And I was like, wow, like you probably drive a lot of people. And he was like, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you have a good energy and I can see like your aura and you have a bright energy. You need to keep that. And he was like, I can tell you're not from here. Where are you from? And I told him and he was like, yeah, you know, like you're new here, but don't let this city kill who you are. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that, that Uber driver is like my therapist, man. I almost wanted to like book him again just so we can oh talk every morning and I could be like, hey, Phil. Um, but yeah, so those two instances were like, I was at a very low place, but random people on the street were like the ones that helped me feel like I made the right decision. And like my friends back home and my family back home, like really helped me feel more adjusted. Yeah, no, those are both like, I, I think just sometimes it's good to hear kind of the, the harder side of things too. And, you know, I, I prompted the question with like, I'm kind of asking for myself just because I know Victoria and I are both kind of in a phase right now where we're like very, very, very heavily considering slash like moving towards kind of starting over in our adult life, so to speak. Um, and it's so fun to hear, you know, all the great things like, Hey, these are all the people I met at work. And like, I found my people and this, this and that, but I know at least for me, and I'm sure other people listening to, like, it's also very easy to get distracted by the well, what if it doesn't work out? Or like, what if I don't have the same success story? Mm -hmm. um, so to kind of hear like both sides of y'all's transition, I think, like I said, one is good for me, but also really great for the listeners. Um, so thanks for just being like vulnerable and kind of sharing that side of it too, because it's hard and it can be lonely, but always good things to come. Yeah, Absolutely. I want to echo that too, because I think Faith, you really touched on something that like Lexi knows. 
I have talked to so many people about. Like, my biggest fear is just, like, okay, I decide to take the plunge and I decide to move to a new city and I think it's going to be glamorous. I want to go to New York. I have, you know, it's so romanticized, but then it's like, I know how I've been like in New York when I get there and I like, I don't have plans. I'm by myself for like a little bit and it just feels like you're missing out on so much life. And I agree, like Danasia, that city can literally like chew up and spit you out if you just like are not strong enough. And so for me, it's like, that's one of my biggest fears is like, okay, I leave everything behind in Dallas, a community where I've built something for the past five years. I have all of my friends here. I went to school here. I have like a side gig here. It's like, I know the city pretty much in and out. And it's like, I'm like not throwing it all away, but like leaving that all behind to go somewhere where it's like, I don't necessarily know a whole bunch of people. I don't have that community. I don't have a big friend group. And it's like, what if I get there and I literally absolutely hate, hate it. And I've had like really good conversations with like my manager who explained like at the end of the day, like you are only, I I think I'm 24, like she's 24. You guys are what? Like 23. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we're, we're 23, 24 at the end of the day. Like we have so much life ahead of us. And it's also like, you do not have to stay there for the rest of your life. You are not Mm -hmm. married to that if it doesn't work out. And I think that, yeah, like you, you get so in your head about like, I don't want it to go bad and I don't want to have the worst time ever, but it's like, okay, what if it actually goes really well? And like, what if you have the time of your life and like that's the city where you're supposed to be so it's really like looking on the flip side of it knowing that obviously that that's a possibility and like knowing that when it comes you'll get through it but I think I personally put so much stress and emphasis on the like what could go bad situation when in reality it's like I need to be seeing it as like a new opportunity for a new adventure for me to really learn about myself and like just just enter my new era, if that makes any sense. So I, that's really reassuring for me personally, because I'm like, I have been so back and forth. And I think honestly, what in the past, like two weeks, like, see, like I finally said out loud that I was leaving Dallas. I don't know where I'm going, but like, it's just very reassuring because (laughs) they're clapping for everyone who doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it went to the sound effects. Yeah. Um, It's very reassuring to hear that other people have done it. And it's like, girl, like, it's not that serious. You know what I mean? Like, obviously it's a big deal, but at the same time, like people have done it and it's worked out. So like, who's to say it's not going to work out for me, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Honestly, like you saying what could go wrong is a really big thing because I was also a very negative thinker. And especially when the time got closer, I was like, girl, where are you going to live? They got rats. Like there's a lot to unpack here, you know, like there's, <laughs> there's a lot of cons, but I also had to think like what could go right. And I think also like to, to both of you guys' points, um, home is always there at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. if you move and you hate it and you gave yourself six months to try to like it and you still don't like it, home is always there. Your people are always back home or unless they Mm -hmm. move to, but you know what I'm saying? Um, there's always a place to go back to. So like, you're always going to regret it. I think if like, you just don't take that plunge and just see for yourself what it's like versus like staying, not complacent, but staying in like your comfort zone and not like taking Mm. that jump and seeing what it's like if you don't leave. That's good. There's definitely some growing pains in living by yourself and figuring out what that looks like for yourself. Like when I used to live by myself in AZ, my sister had a key. She would come in no warning and just dig through my fridge like a raccoon. Like, I would just, if I wake up from a nap and I hear a noise, my anxiety is like, there's a murderer. My realistic side is like, is hope down there getting some macaroni and cheese? You know, like, so this definitely was, you got some growing pains living by yourself in a new city. Um, You're not going to experience them. I don't care how many YouTube videos, how many Reddits, you're not going to understand it until you actually get in there and do it. And we're young. We're not tied to nobody. We ain't got nothing growing inside of us. We We don't got no backyard if you're watchers. Just do it. I just live in the moment and I don't think I ever got, I was way too serious growing up and in college, I never got the chance to really live, just live, just stop stressing and just live. It don't matter. Who cares? Take those pictures, take those videos, like live in the moment, smoke that hookah. I will never do it again, but do those things. You feel me? Like just do it. So it's been really fun. I feel like this is the first time in my life where I finally lived like there was no tomorrow and it's so fun. Like I, I'm glad I didn't do it in color because I don't know if I would have graduated if I was living like there was on tomorrow vibes, but I'm yeah. glad I finally have this 
they just breathe. It was never, you're not just vibing vibe, you know, like that type of beat, you know? So it's, it's been a really fun time. There's definitely been hills and valleys. I'd say I'm really excited to see what your journey is going to look like, Victoria. And if you end up doing it, Lexi, what your journey is going to look like too. Oh, Lexi's for sure doing it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Surprise. Moving to Chicago. Okay. For real. Yeah. So, okay. Stop. I'm getting scared. Okay. No, I'm for real. I'm for real. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to Chicago. Okay. Um, but yeah, so updates to come and, and following episodes too, as I figure out like what it actually is like to move as an adult, because yeah, I just see a lot of numbers, a lot of logistics in my head, but like, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll have a, a offline call about that too. And I figure out what that's like. Moving um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Cause I don't know if the U-Haul is going to cut it, but we'll see. This has been really good. I've, I feel like I've learned a lot from you guys and I have loved having you on. I think this is probably the first of many. I'm sure we're going to collab again soon. We're coming on their podcast soon. So, um, if you haven't listened to them yet, go listen to them. Um, and then tell them, tell the audience where they can find you, Instagram, everything else. Yeah. Uh, Instagram.com slash type eight black girls. Um, we're only on one platform, Instagram. Um, there has been speculation we're on Twitter. Not sure where that came from. Maybe there's some <laughs> imposters. I don't know. But we're only on oh my gosh. a fan account. A fan, a fan account. account, literally. Um, and yeah, you can also follow us on our personal accounts where we have ourselves tagged all over that page. So you can find our personal accounts. And yeah, yeah you can also find us, our actual podcast on Spotify and Apple. Same name, Happy Black Girls. Yeah, go check them out. If you made it this far, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and rate the podcast five stars or whatever you feel like rating it. I would personally say five, but it's up to you. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, and then go follow us on Instagram at the Entry Level Pod with two E's. Lexi and I's Instagrams are there, and like Faith and Denasia said, go follow them at Type A Black Girls, and their personal Instagrams are there. Thanks for listening, and I think that's it. Yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.